Hi, and welcome to Telepathic TV. This is television that you watch with your third eye, and I'm, as always, R. Neville Johnston. I'm here myself this evening. Mary will be back for our next show, which is the week after Thanksgiving. So I uh, wanted to welcome you on board and have a lot of things to say. Uh, and basically, it's about um, our ability to become more conscious, and there are uh, an incredible number of shutdown codes uh, towards anything that makes you feel conscious. The uh, other week, uh, last week, I believe, we did the conspiracy theory, which is uh, a really big piece of um, shutdown equipment. Um, any, uh, the, so we'll give you the, the codes in that. Anything that's designed to frighten you is designed to shut you down. The um, conspiracy theories are all avenues by which when you become involved with them, you shut down. Now, shutting down is very interesting because it's not just conspiracy theories. There's a huge number of things that get us to shut down. The concept there being to recognize what gets you to shut down and how to keep that from happening. Uh, when we are experiencing a great deal of stress, oh my God, uh, we don't think clearly. And not thinking clearly is uh, perhaps the symptom of being shut down. Does this make sense? Okay, so lots and lots and lots of things will shut us down. Uh, feared out, worry, guilt, need, greed, um, insecurity, um, lust. Uh, just the list is really rather long. And by running energy, when you notice, oh gee, I'm afraid. So let me run some energy through being afraid. And as Mary is, uh, loves to say, uh, I welcome my old friend fear. Uh, you know, I love you. And uh, so that's a very good way to move energy through it and get it to stop uh, shutting you down. The thing is, we'd like to not become afraid to begin with. We'd like to know better. We'd like to have a facility by which we do not get caught in these uh, needy, greedy, petty, uh, little circumstances in life that keep us from being who it is we are and that keep us from being who it is we could be. To be more conscious is to love more. It really is that simple. So whatever it is that you regard to be something that is detrimental, it will continue to be detrimental until what happens? Until, you can do this, until, until you love it. Yes, love the devil, and the devil will run away because the devil has absolutely no job to do. Once you recognize love for the worst thing that ever happened to you, it's no longer a trauma. Great, now I have to go fix the noise in my head just a moment. Got it. Okay, and it, it really does work that way. Um, you have to reformat your brain to the point that you can um, recognize love for whatever it is. Otherwise, you're caught in the endless uh, back and forth of incarnation where uh, someone hurts someone, they reincarnate the one hurt is now the one hurting, reincarnate the one hurting, you know, and it goes flip-flop, 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 much like our minds in the uh, bipolar world that we live in. As in, it's good, it's bad, it's good, it's bad, it's good, it's bad. Uh, this is a call-in show. If anyone would like to call in uh, to ask any sort of question on anything, 
I'd like to, um, please do. Your questions are very valuable and very welcome. And as we've explained countless times, when you call in and you ask a question, you're doing so on the behalf of thousands of people uh, that are not calling in. So be a hero uh, and call in um, just because it moves things forward and it is um, loving, truly loving. So the great power and authority that we have on our planet, far greater than any conspiracy theory, is the ability to love. So I state categorically that I love all conspiracy theories because uh, if I don't, they can own me and I'm not about to be owned. Uh, it's uh, very important that we understand our power, our authority, our ability to transmute reality Reality transmutes. Reality is constantly being created by what you think. You don't think that's true? Yeah? Okay, fine. See the little door slam shut? Ah, speaking of little doors, there are little doors everywhere uh, that lead us to other worlds. The idea of becoming more conscious. Um, change in charge. Okay. The most charged situation you can think of is the one that has the greatest potential for change. Does that make sense? The most charged situation you can think of is the one that has the greatest potential for change. It's important to get these things as functional realities in your life. Uh, because without them we blither or dither, I was never certain which, but um, it ends in ER for sure, emergency room, but that's a joke that only I got and I don't care. So let me just see where were we. Yeah, so what is it you would like to do with your life? Because uh, marking time till you die and then reincarnate and marking time till you die and then reincarnating and marking time till you die and then, okay, it just isn't what we came here to do. We came here to become more evolved. We came here to reach a higher level of consciousness. And it's not difficult. Uh, we seem to make an easy job out of maintaining a lower consciousness. We do it all the time. We have no idea of the number of slaveries we're involved in. Uh, television would essentially be a form of slavery. Uh, I know for a fact that they will eventually um, put the remote um, <laughs> uh, under the skin of your left hand so you can change channels like this. Where's the remote? Never mind. Dink. Yeah. All right, fine, change the channel. See if it makes a difference. Yeah, you'll just wonder. Um, seriously, though, call with a question because I'd like to tailor this to the way in which we think. So it's very important that we take command of our life and begin to create a better world um, I have long said that if a candidate would run for any office saying simply the slogan, why don't we elect a conscious candidate this time, that person is probably in the league where they would win these days. Because uh, I've, whenever uh, a political speech comes on, whatever happens to be in the background where I am, I notice just a series of cliches we want, you know, we're upset about the economy. Really? Okay, fine. As long as we're upset. Okay, now I'm upset. Now 
oh, you're going to tell me what you're going to do about it. I'd rather know what I'm going to do about it. You know, this entire concept of being a minion, minion, we're minions. Stand up, let's, let's, you know, no longer support the things that keep us powerless. We could all be totally happy, there's no reason not to. Uh, even in the cold winter, woohoo, coming up. Um, go south doesn't make any difference. I think it's very valuable to consider being homeless because um, uh, when you're homeless, what do you got to worry about? Well, you're going to feed yourself, yeah. <laughs> you know, come on, there's um, feared out worry guilt. Okay, this is what keeps us enslaved. Oh, the million slaveries we're subject to. Uh, our appearance. Uh, what else is there? Oh, the million slaveries. Do the thinking. This isn't... Um, we, we, we look for people to do our thinking for us. We never once think, gee, I could do my own thinking. Let me tell you. <clears throat> You're seeing this coming yet? <clears throat> Go ahead. Okay. Gee, you could do your own thinking. No, I have to have someone doing my thinking for me because I might make a mistake. I might prove what low um, self-esteem that I have. I might turn out to be the failure everybody told me I was. I might this, I might that. <sighs> no, everything that's the matter is a gift. For example, I don't spell very well. Spell check doesn't spell very well because of homonyms, as far as I can tell. And, um, but I never would have written the language codes if I could spell. Whatever the, what is the worst weakness you have that's your greatest ally, that's your greatest friend? We have been taught to think perfectly backwards. I remember a period probably in the 80s? I don't know when any of this is. I don't track much memory, by the way, and it's a godsend. Because if I had to remember all this, uh, God. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, not much memory is a godsend. Yeah, that's true. There was a point that got away there, but that's perfect. And so the next point that comes up will be the idea of finding, oh, finding who you are. That is a very good thing to do because... Um, Raise your hands if you know who it is you really are. Oh, good. One of the crew knows who he really is. Who are you really? I don't know. No, who you are really is a divine being, a piece of soul, a piece of God that decided to strap on a body and come down here and go for a walk in order to become more evolved. That's one definition of who you really are. Who you really are is a creator. Who you really are is someone who is a heart that has feelings that uh, wants to bring a greater threshold of love to our planet. That's who you are. It doesn't matter if you're the most evil person in history. From your point of view, you were attempting to create a greater love on Earth. Humans. Seriously, call in if you have questions about all this, because it's a very important thing to do, to call in, to be part of this, to be part of your life. If you're sitting, you know, the day is ended and I can sit on the couch and watch television and I don't have anything 
um, to do for the next, I, I want to shut my brain off and I want someone, the Big Bang Theory, to come and amuse me, uh, except how amusing is that really? Uh, uh, fun and so forth, but it's not, not what it could be. It's not real in its own way. Let's, um, let's do one of the paintings for a while and see what goes there. When you get around to it, Rick, show me the heart painting because I've been doing uh, quite a few paintings that doesn't seem like it'll let me go. And then uh, most of the meditations I have, I make notes afterwards and that's turning into the next book. So the process by which we become elevated is by growth, by change, by expanse, by becoming aware. Now, um, there's a very subtle code in our brains that I'd like to talk about, and that subtle code is where you uh, don't think very well. When something comes up that confuses you, that shuts you down, that embarrasses you, that makes you afraid, that makes you guilty, that makes you, whatever the next word is, I don't care, but your upper brain is shut down and you go into an instinctive thing, but you don't function very well in the instinctive thing because we're, you'd have to have a specialized forehead to function really well in the, which I have and a half, which is the, um, which is the instinctive thing. So it is possible to begin to notice uh, when the shutdown codes come, uh, you, you lose your ability to concentrate. You cannot make complex decisions. And this can be done by just about anything. The moment you get surprised, um, most of the time you will go into, uh, is this going to hurt me? Uh, or you'll go into, what did I do wrong? And those aren't really search engines for the human brain. They are, um, uh, what would the word, they're shutdown codes. They keep you from actually thinking. But that's the way the average person thinks. You know, unexpected situation, what did I do wrong? If you're busy searching for what it is you did wrong, you're not searching for what it is you did right and you're not searching for how it is that this situation can be turned to your advantage and can make you into a greater person than you are. And that is because we, we seem to be allergic to bold. We seem to be allergic to um, anything uh, related to love. We, uh, this is a love-phobic society a good deal of the time that we have no uh, particular um, impetus to love. Come on, everything is made out of love. All right, so this is a painting that appeared as a sketch on this very show, where, um, and it was simply a, um, the symbol of a heart and a, um, as a balloon and a man trailing after it with the umbilicus. As we move in for the close-up, one might, but the... Um, and I was definitely alive in the 1300s as an artist. And just that still copies out. Uh, if it's visible or not, but the man is hanging on the umbilicus to the heart. The earth and heart are the same letters. So at the bottom of the painting, there's the earth and then the heart. So it's the same thing, understand the heart of the mother earth. Now at the very center of the heart, is a little tiny door. Yes, there it is. Now, if you can meditate 
to the point where you can find the little tiny door in your heart. And that's not the most difficult thing imaginable to do. And you can see the sun is inside of the heart. I think that's reasonably apparent, uh, given the uh, why is a yellow circle in the middle. It's the sun. All right, so I did. I got to that little tiny door within my heart. And I had been uh, snowed. I had uh, presented myself with a uh, uh, question. And whenever you present yourself with a question, you have separated yourself from the answer by formatting it as a question. The X-Files lied to us. The answer is not out there. The answer is in here. The answer is in here in your heart. The answer is in here in your heart through the little doorway in the heart. And so I, I get to the um, little door in my heart in meditation and I open it and I look inside and inside of this is the entire of the universe. No wonder people say, follow your heart if you want to get to where you're going. Uh, but there are so many people that um, don't recognize the heart for what it is. Uh, the heart is a love generator. If there is something the matter with your heart, there's something the matter with the way in which you experience love. I mean, it's that simple, please. Okay, so the more you... The heart generates love, and our brain systematically does its best to shut that operation down. The more you attempt to shut down that operation, since the heart is a love generator, uh, the more the heart increases blood pressure in order to get the love to go out. Does this make sense? Are you a cardiac doctor? If you don't know that and you're a cardiac doctor, your education is somewhat remiss. Okay, so in arbitrarily increasing your blood pressure by attempting to stop loving things, well, you know, that's the way it works around here. And it is actually that silly because there's a lot more you could do about it. As in, allow yourself to feel love for things. This is contrary to the way in which we're taught to think. We know so many people who have memorized so many things that don't necessarily live them at all. Uh, and the only time they really actually speak these things is to correct other people. And that's really just ego. And that's kind of a sad statement, but um, recognizing your ego. There's a place we can go. Uh, anytime you resist anything, this is your ego doing the resisting. You're, therefore, if you can get above it enough to say, gee, I'm resisting this, that's my ego. What does my ego think the payoff is? And, and then this cycles through to what we just taught you about the heart generating love. Uh, but the ego. There's a lot of uh, reliable ways in which to notice your ego and things. Uh, anytime you're sarcastic, uh, it's an ego function. Although uh, the society is so sarcastic at the present time, you can actually succeed in teaching by being sarcastic, if you know what I mean. <laughs>
Do you hear the sarcasm? Yes. <laughs> well, okay, good. I'm glad you heard the sarcasm. Now, when you decide to not be sarcastic and you put a little sensor up on sarcasm, and when the sensor goes off, you actually say what you meant, you will find that you communicate in a dynamic way. If you see what I mean. And it's important to communicate in a dynamic way. It's entirely possible for us to render a far greater consciousness. We said on the uh, show last week that um, a doctor uh, in Denmark uh, suggested that he had figured the whole thing out. And again, I apologize for not knowing his name. And if I bring him up again, I'll know his name. Or he could call. At any rate, he said that the DNA are resonance chambers. Uh, and if you uh, throw fear into the DNA, it shuts it down. And if you throw love into the DNA, it resonates and it vibrates and it expands. Therefore, the grand conspiracy theories always getting you to shoot fear into your DNA and it shuts you down. If you've met anybody that's read extensive um, conspiracy theory, they've shut down. And that is the deal. So then how do I get love to resonate in my DNA? Well, you have to do something that you love. My God, no, I'll never make any money, I'll be homeless, I'll die, etc. Fine, live that, have fun, go to another station. We came here to create a far better world than the one we found, and it's kind of going the other way, in case you haven't noticed. And, um, you know, all of the, the temperatures, when you take your um, phone and you ask what's the temperature around here, it's not accurate, because they're attempting to keep us um, numbed, dumbed and numbed. All right, well, enough of that. What is it you would love to do with your life if money were not an issue? There is no money. We're on an advanced planet. We live in an advanced society. There's no money. What would you do with your life? Somebody call in and tell me, what would you do with your life if you didn't have to spend it earning money to be in debt, to feel that you're worthless, to be angry, all the time. What if none of that was there? Anger is one of the things that clouds your thinking pretty well, by the way. I knew it! Yes? What would you do if money was not an issue? What would you love to do? Do call in. Pick up the phone. Call in. It is time for us to continue then. If you don't know what you would do with your life, you're, I can tell you something, you're not doing it. And if you're not doing what you would love to do with your life, I can tell you something else. You'll be reincarnating. Okay. Now, in reincarnating and they're prepared to, to um, come up with that. Uh, I don't know, 40-something years of taking people into their past lives. 
uh, it's an important thing to understand the past lives because they allow you to uh, get a load of what's going on in the bigger piece of you. An even more important part of that is to take you between lives uh, so that you can meet the theater group with whom you incarnate so you can get a much better idea about uh, the parts people play in your life. There is no one who has ever done anything to you or with you or by you or however we put you in the sentence that has not been acting on your behalf. Everything that happens is on your behalf. There are no exceptions. I don't care what it looks like. It always turns out to be on your side. Yet, we spend a lifetime in fear. This is just not the deal. We really have to do something about this. We have to stop pretending. We have to take care, take hold of our lives and create it as something we would love to do. I'm not talking about a vacation. I'm talking about living a life you love. What does that look like? Somebody write me a letter, send me an email. What does that look like? Call in the number. Tell us what it is you would love to do. Your grand and great fantasy. What is it you would love to do? And it doesn't matter because within that is the kernel, is the seed, is the DNA, is the clue to what it is your life is supposed to be. And we have been beaten senseless by the uh, people employed to beat us senseless, teachers, uh, whoever those people are, bullies, yes, we, we give them our lunch money. Please, I, I don't have to stay here. I don't have to be incarnate. I love being incarnate, but it's, it's not the end of the world either way. It's a very different attitude to have towards things. So I will just, uh, oh, hi caller, what's your name please? Hello caller, what's your name please? Oh, no problems. Everything's the way it's supposed to be, you know. So I'll demonstrate meditating. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Hi, my name is Dino. Dino, what can we do for you? Hi, I, I was uh, wanted you to expand on the subject you were just talking about, about your DNA uh, resonating um, positive energy and uh, the aspect of it. If you could possibly tell me how to work with that and expand on it and be able to maybe change that and influence others in a much positive, more way. There you go. It's every breath you take, okay? It is the idea of vibrating, being very aware of when you become frightened and then shutting off the frightening. It is important um, to, uh, as I said, that doctor in um, Denmark, I believe he was, explains the DNA is actually a resonant chamber, psionic resonance. Uh, in other words, what's psychic 
energy you put into it resonates it. If that's fear, then it collapses it. If it's love, then it expands it. To expand it. Okay. So, Dino, let me ask you, what do you love to do? Well, I'm, I'm a very religious person, and um, I've been spending a lot of time praying for the sick and the suffering and uh, the here and the hereafter. All right. Uh, we can take you to see the hereafter. Uh, I don't know how long you've watched the show, but I was shot to death when I was 27. And I was on the other side. And to this very day, I speak to angels uh, all the time. I have a particular angel that uh, walks with me for a while, and then another walks with me for a while. The first angel I ever actually met, I mean per se, where I could see it, was uh, I had a broken heart and I had decided to go out to dinner uh, by myself. And I went to a jazz club in DC where they had outdoor seating. And uh, I, I don't know if the meal had arrived or not, but I was aware of the presence on the other side of the table. And I asked, you know, who are you? I, I mean, I can feel you there. Tell me who you are. And he goes, uh, well, I'm your, your guardian angel. I've been asked to come and talk to you. I go, well, all right. Um, what's your name? And he goes, uh, Halo Wishes. Not Aloysius. Halo Wishes. And I go, Halo Wishes, great name. I won't forget that. He's still with me. Uh, he became eventually Hal, H-A-L. I mean, after you know him for a long while. He worked with me um, uh, for years and years and years. When I would be done meditating, he would re-aggress me into the world. Uh, he was always there. Uh, he was the, I knew the meditation was done when he appeared. So Hal, and I, so I say... Halo wishes. Oh, that's really great. And um, aren't you guys usually heralded by trumpets? And from inside the jazz club, a guy on a trumpet starts with this, like, I don't know, five-minute solo. You never start a jazz song with a five-minute trumpet solo. I don't know where this came from. And so he looks at me and smiles, and he says, good enough. And I go, yeah. And then the, the... uh, so we never parted company, not really. And so I, I did for years and years and years, uh, Mary and I do, the um, opening of the Third Eye Ceremony, where we will introduce you, per se, to your guardian angel, to an angel that will work with you. But angels aren't at all the only beings. Um, they uh, are not allowed to make... Uh, guides and angels have in common that they are not allowed to make a decision for you. They can advise you, but they cannot make a decision. If someone says, an angel or whatever, says, do it, no, no. You say, you know, you could ask the angel to show you a path. If you do, show me a path. If I don't, but they're not allowed to make decisions. You have to be very clever on this end of things, being a human and all that. But um, most of the religions, religions... um, very, very, Mary tells this story better than I, uh, that there was a um, uh, way, way back, uh, some military person realized that it could not possibly enforce order in a society with just military. And the Cardinal, uh, um, College of Cardinals uh, in 256 A.D., uh, more or less invented guilt. 
uh, sin. They invented sin, and in fact, the term original sin, which you can't get out of. But you weren't in anything to begin with. Sin, I'm not impressed. Uh, um, again, Mary says the aromatic translation uh, was if an, a man shoots an arrow at a target and he misses, that is the word sin. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I, I, you know, so we really, it's time to, there's ever increasing levels of frequency for all of us. Uh, in the, since the 2012 change, since the 2000, the year 2000 change, uh, the 1997 change, um, there have been the 2006, there have been all of these geometries forming around us, uh, geometries made out of stars. I, um, and that changes the frequency we're on, and the sun itself is giving off different frequencies, and there's uh, this incredible ability to transmute and to change things uh, that we did not have before. Yeah, and, and get into it, uh, accept it, love it, breathe it, be it, expand in it, because there's more of us now than there ever were. I have for uh, 40 years thought that the cleanest action you could make would be a drive-through vegan restaurant. Now, in those days, it was vegetarian because nobody heard of vegan a drive-through vegetarian restaurant, drive-through vegan. You could have both dishes. You gotta have cheese. But uh, see, sarcasm doesn't teach. Let me let me undo that. Yes, milk. You've been lied to by a major corporation. Oh my God, which one? Uh, the American Dairy Society that says milk does the body good. And so they hire little old men to drink milk in the background shots of movies so that you're constantly enforced with the idea that milk will give you longevity. Yeah, right. Okay, fine. And um, it's not true. Milk clogs you up pretty good. Unless you're a nursing infant, milk, not so much. Okay. And there's lots of ways to get calcium and relax. Okay. So, <clears throat> so when I went vegan because I kind of felt like I was clogged up and thought, oh, we'll lose dairy for a while, fine. And I'm not telling anybody to do this. You do whatever it is you do, it'll be perfect. There's no way for it not to be perfect. I'm just talking about my path. Okay, so I stopped the, and then people, people come up to me and say, you're turning pink. And I go, my God, <laughs> pink? Kind of a girly thing. No, no, your, your skin's getting pinker. Really? Mm, yes. Because I, and I came to the realization that I've spent a lifetime with a fair to middling clogged liver because of the milk and cheese that was going through it. It does a body clog. It's, but I'm not pitching this. I'm not standing on a podium. I'm just telling my story. So then... Um, a lot of things changed in life. I do yoga every day. How do we get from guilt to yoga? Oh, yeah, okay, so fear, doubt, worry, guilt, need, greed, um, insecurity, and lust. Okay. These are things that will clog your brain up, will slow it down, will keep you from making good decisions, will flat out paralyze you, um, deer in headlights fear. 
Each of these can through, if you use the word prayer, that's fine. Each of these can through meditation, if you use that word. Each of these that I just named that list, all can transmute, can rearrange, can change, can become, can become their powerful equivalent. So fear transmutes when it becomes information. Okay, so you're in a car driving towards a brick wall. Mm, okay, fine. And you're not upset at all. Why? Uh, because I know about steering wheels and brakes? Right, so that fear never happened because you had the information. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, doubt and worry, which are really sides of the same coin. Uh, the edge of the coin uh, would be power, would be high self-esteem, would be authority. Uh, okay, so when you doubt, you give away all of your authority. Okay, what was uh, doubt and fear, doubt, worry? Worry is the same thing. When you are worrying, you are anything but bold. Notice how bold people never worry. And so we cite Captain Kirk, uh, who was on the edge of the galaxy, and he'd heard all the stories about the galaxy being encapsulated in some kind of an energy membrane. And without orders, he's going and he goes, set the course, Sulu. And, uh, and Scotty's going, oh, I'm giving it all she got. Okay, and the, sh the ship starts to shake. And, uh, and he goes, and Kirk's there with the rock jaw, staring the whatever it is down. Okay. And pop. Okay, so um, Pleiadian sentence. Um, Fortune favors the bold because doubt creates chaos. Okay, so um, what are those lowly words? So uh, doubt and um, worry create chaos. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's your transmutation. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, and we'll go through the rest. Uh, Dino, we have somebody else that wants in, so let me um, uh, send us an email uh, if you want more of this, if you want to study any of this, um, the email thing will be up, or, or you could call the home number and leave a message. Just let me know if we have more for you, because I'd like to finish this. And uh, thank you, Dino. I appreciate your call, and you were very bold to do that. You really were. Okay. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? One second. Take two. I'll be generous. Stephen, hello? Hi, say hello, caller. Hello. Hi, good. Your name's Stephen? Oh, hey, is this Stephen here? Hey, Stephen, what can we do for you? Hi, good. Your name's you're talking about the subject of uh, what we would do if we didn't have, if we could do things without money. Hey, all right, a real being, God. What would you do with your life? I think I would take out my favorite celebrity chef, Guy Ferry, to Golden Corral. He's hired as five for a meet and greet, and you know that just bypass all the money. Yeah. Okay. Now that would work. I mean, that's good. 
Uh, when I gave this example, I've asked this. Okay, I've I've given this on this show many, 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 many times, and I got to congratulate you. I believe you're one of the few who have ever answered the question. Uh, if it were me, I could do anything I wanted. I would be a garbage collector because not for cleaning things. I'm not worried about that. Uh, garbage is. Um, can we lose the uh, feedback? Uh, Stephen, back up from the phone. Stephen, the... Yeah, just uh, keep it away from the... Yeah, otherwise the feedback uh, loops through. The reason if you... Yeah, that's perfect. If you get a hold of an archaeologist and you say, who are you really? And they will say, well, I'm really basically going through the garbage of ancient civilizations because everything that wasn't carried off by vandals was what was left, the garbage. And so when the, the human race switched from dot matrix to um, whatever the next form of printer was, the landscape was littered with dot matrix printers and there's a layer in the landfill. Is dull. So I would like to keep up on what's going on with us. There will be a day when there's, you know, all the flip phones have gone, all of the regular phones. I saved my dad's, you know, you know, screw it into the wall, pick it up and dial it phone from like 1940, just because I thought, oh, that's really great. That's something I'd like. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, so the reason I would be a garbage collector is to get my finger on the pulse of where our society's at. But um, you can do anything that you want. Now, at first, I thought, oh, people, I said, when you get out of bed, what would you do with your life? And then I realized everybody would sleep for six months. So then I said, when you're done catching up on your sleep, because we've been sleep deprived since the invention of the light bulb. And there were other ways people got us to um, be more productive than just lighting our 24-7 for us so we could continue to work into the late night. Ah. So, Steve, think about that. What, you're perfectly free. You could spend the rest of your life, um, get one of those suits where you can fly in them. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Flight. Yeah, jump out of a you know, really high-altitude plane. See if you can be the first person to orbit the Earth without... You know, you you'll, will eventually go down, but you can kind of flap and keep it up. Um, anyhow, I, don't, I haven't seen those lately. Maybe they've been disapproved of. But I mean, you could do anything. You could do anything in the world. Uh, and you're free to. And it's not a matter of education or money or opportunity. You're going to realize that you choose everything that happens in your life. And you wish to choose to do something really, truly d- dynamic. And this is part of what I do, is this television program that Mary and I do. Uh, this is... Um, Uh, what I chose because it was the opportunity at the time. There's no censorship. I could say anything I wanted uh, on this show, and it reaches countless people. It's uh, right at this moment being seen throughout the entire world on um, the Internet. People stay, and so I get to actually speak about what I feel will do the human race the most good Uh, The more you love, the more conscious you become. The more loving you are, the more conscious you become. So the um, 
place at which you can um, find yourself. If you, Steve, did you go? Is that the dial tone? Steve, thank you very much for calling. That was very kind of you. Uh, anyone that would like to is invited to come into the studio. We're at 2929 Eskridge Road in um, Fairfax, Virginia. It's actually Merrifield, Virginia. And you have to be here by about 8 uh, to get uh, to be in the studio audience. You'd be very welcome to be in the studio audience. And we would um, just dearly love to have you. So back a little bit towards uh, what I was saying to Dino before he, he signed off because of the new caller. We had done fear, doubt, worry, and guilt. Okay. Now, guilt transcended, guilt transmuted is... Amen. Uh, guilt transmuted is freedom. If you could actually be free, you could not be guilt manipulated. But we're taught to be guilt manipulated from the very, very early, early on. Now, I admit you have to say no to a small child to keep them from running out in the street. I admit that. But there is no ceremony by which we are freed from guilt so that we can actually figure out what it is we would love to do with our life because what we would love to do with our life is the reason we incarnated. But between fear, doubt, worry, guilt, etc., we never got to manifest it very well. And it's entirely possible to rewrite the entire scenario to the point that we are indeed doing what it is we would love to do with our life. Fear, doubt, worry, guilt, need. Need is um, a language code that causes you to be separate from what it is that you desire in life, as in the duck. All right. Ah, music for the duck. The duck music. Thank you. Santa has taken a uh, time off from his exciting journey throughout the universe. Santa's on other planets, you know. Hey, Santa, all right. Okay, give me the duck, give me the duck. All right. Okay. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho. Oh, we got a present. Base chakra. My life is always in divine order. They put that back in the duck. And Santa, thanks for visiting. I know I'm not supposed to give away your real name, so I won't, but welcome to the show. Have you been good? Oh, yeah. Lots to that. Yeah, I know. I, I, I do my best, but uh, that's what I do. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks. And um, say hi to the rest of the crew at the North Pole over there. Will do. Merry uh, Christmas. There we go. Okay. All right. So, uh, feared out. Oh, need. Need arbitrarily separates you from whatever it is you desire. That's really a beautiful word to have in your vocabulary, isn't it? You need to think about that. Ah, again, sarcasm. No, you don't. Need separates you. So I'm going to do this so that you understand it. Okay. If I say, I, and I don't even care to say this, so you'll understand I don't mean this. If I say I need ketchup, I need ketchup, okay? I have separated myself from it. Now, if I say I love ketchup, you can see it squared at me from every direction, yes? 
which is funny in and of itself. But uh, need is um, a word that separates. Want is a word that separates. Want takes whatever it is that you desire and throws it into a non-specific future. I want you to know this. Now, you'll never know it because I want you to know it. You know this. Now, what are the odds on, and I still find myself using the word want, it is singularly the most pesky language code I've encountered, but, which takes all that back, so it's no longer so pesky, censoring the word want, or at least hearing it when you use it, because it always has the same effect. It separates, in time and space, you from what? From your desired outcome. All right. Feared out, worry, um, need, greed. Greed. Greed is a sack you carry with you that you stuff everything into and you never ever again look at it or, and it just, and you drag it with you the rest of your life. That's greed. And we've seen some people. Yeah. So greed, please. I love you, greed. I love you, need. I love all of this. And therefore, it is not to harm me because I love it. This is the way this stuff works. Hi, caller. What's your name, please? Connie. Pardon me? Connie. Connie. Hey, what can we do for you? Yes, I called in to answer the question that you posed tonight. Excellent. What would I do if, um, you know, I didn't have to work for a living. Uh, I would search um, for the spiritual truth. Oh, search right. all the um, religious scriptures mm-hmm. and just find out what what are we doing here? Why are we here? Um, okay. If you could help me out with that question tonight, that would be really great. I would love to. Pawnee, did I get that correct? Yes. Pawnee. Okay. Uh, Ascension is the word that I use to put that in place, ascension, which is the idea that uh, I can love to a point that, like the painting, I just simply ascend. I'm no longer required to incarnate. I would go on to my next assignment, which would likely be overseeing something or other. Uh, Ascension, the more you love, the more you are in touch with what it is you came here to do. That's why I spent so many years asking that question, and now suddenly it's answered twice in the same program. That's what you do. The more you can find to love, the more you can figure out how to do this. You could consider the idea of getting a copy of the Hidden Language Codes, which is talking about how the language separates you from your ability to grasp what this, this movement upward that we are all entitled to. Uh, the, okay, just the more you love, the easier this becomes. To ascend is to become light. We are all light that slowed down enough to be matter. When a person leaves their incarnation, that, that was the matter turns back into light. And so that's why the, um, all of the par- um, parallels to light being the ascension There are so many um, ways to access this. We humans, we don't understand this. Whatever it is you decide happens. Yes, 
So decide that I will receive my guidance to become more conscious. You can go to the website. Um, Mary and I both teach the many, many, many classes on uh, many, many subjects. They're all designed to increase your conscious awareness. That's simply what we do. And um, oh, there's so many opportunities. But it starts with your decision. I didn't take anything back by that, but it starts with your decision to become more conscious. Okay. Now, breath will get you home just like that. If you meditate, meditate is another thing that will get you there. A part of there's breath meditation. Mary published a bunch of meditations online. I just seem to do my meditation. I don't know how to explain me that way, but I do. Okay. And uh, if you say, I, I accept, whatever, whatever it is, I don't care what it is, I accept, I allow this, okay, I surrender to this, and now I receive. That's my meditation code. I accept, I allow, I surrender, and there it is. Now, when I say receive, then I begin to become aware of my breathing. And then within moments, I'm somewhere out in the universe, and there's somebody talking to me. Okay, and sometimes I understand it, and sometimes I can bring it back with me, and sometimes I can't even remember it. But a lot I've brought back with me to be able to express this idea of uh, love willingly becoming whatever it is you would love. Love, love is uh, the basis of all this. We'll finish. Um, uh, go to the website, Telepathic TV, uh, and take a look or send us an email at telepathictv.com and that will get you through and, and we can show you all kinds of other things that go on if you wish to. I'm not making anybody's decision. I make my own decisions, but um, no but is involved. See what a pesky language code but is. It's a but in ski. I'm back now. The Matrix, you've seen the movie? Have you seen the movie Matrix? Yes, I have. Okay. The Matrix takes the form of your consciousness. The essence of the Matrix is love. This is all Pleiadian. The time of the Matrix is breath. When my dad died, eight years later or so, I realized dad simply left the Matrix. He didn't cease to exist. He just stopped breathing. He, he stopped time in his reality. He'll be back if he isn't already. Yeah, there's a lot of comfort. Nobody's gone anywhere. Uh, another thing we can do is go between lives. Uh, that's a place I've been taking people for I don't know how many years now, uh, where you get to meet the group of souls you have been incarnating with uh, throughout time. And we're, I'm getting signaled that we're out of time. Ooh, the breath is about to end on this particular episode, but I don't care. Um, we're going to be at Ruby Tuesdays in Fairfast Circle. If anybody out there would like to join us, we'd love to see you, and most of the crew. And let me see what else. Uh, just love you. Yeah, that's the way it works. 
I've got to fill three, two seconds, one second, I got to fill one. Love you. Thank you.